Scrooge Family Ghost by Todd Puccio, version December 2023, Chapter 4, Part 1. Early the year following Jacob Marley's death, Ebenezer Scrooge made Fred an interesting proposition. Master Frederick, subsequent to the passing of my partner, I have found myself and this firm to be in the need of another position. I have determined to offer you this opening. What say you? Fred smiled and reached out his hand. Well, thank you, Uncle. Fred inquired as to why he is being offered the position. Uncle Scrooge said, with a unique and rare combined tone of formality and affection, My dear nephew, Fred, you now know this business well enough. You know the exchange and the warehouse. You are good with the bookkeeping, and but mostly I'll say that you are trustworthy, reliable, and guileless. I have seen that you know how and when to use your courage to speak your mind without disrespect or provoking other parties. And, unlike myself and my departed partner, you are pleasant to all men in their comings and goings. You would be an asset to this firm. Fred asked if he may sit down in the tank and consider the proposal. After several long minutes, he told his old uncle that he would further consider the proposal and give an answer upon his next month's visit, if it can, if it can wait that long. Ebenezer, ever the negotiator, countered that one month would be quite inconvenient, and that he would receive Fred's reply within one week's time. Fred nodded his head, in assent, to his elder, and accepted the terms of the delay. Old Scrooge then, true to form, changed the subject to today's business with his nephew. The Wilkins dinner table, as usual, was populated by two diners. Fred broached the subject with his father of taking up Scrooge on his offer to join his firm. Dick quietly sipped at his soup for, for a few, few spoonfuls before giving a response. And is this the business that you are interested in pursuing, or are you merely inclined to take the job that has opened to you? Fred replied, it would indeed be a good opportunity for me. It would eventually turn out to be a good salary for me, if I please my uncle. Additionally, as long as I help it survive, I would expect him to pass the firm on to me. Fred's father, despite Fred's words, knew his son well enough to perceive a doubting light in his brown eyes. Without looking up from his bowl, Dick advised his son, Freddy... I'd advise that you share your thoughts with Jenny. I know that you are anxious to raise enough money to marry, and that you see this as a means to that end. And in that, you are making a decision for the both of you. If that bright young woman is to be your wife, you should learn to seek and consider her advice, along with your other intimates and confidants. Fred, looking a little shocked, but, Father, I am asking for your advice and your thoughts. Dick finally looked up at his son and gave him a loving, albeit firm, stare. Frederick, I trust your mind and your heart to make this decision. And as for my advice and guidance, 
I have just given it. Seek the counsel of your Jenny. The following Sunday, after their usual church services in the old Fezziwood pew, in the company of Dick and old Ma, Jenny and her mother, and Aunt Belle, Fred asked if he may walk alone with Jenny in the park, instead of the common family entourage. The others gladly agreed and smiled and winked at each other to let the young lovers go off on their own. Fred led Jenny to one of his favorite spots near a pond that featured many lily pads and the beginnings of the spring water lilies. On the way, he sported a few coins to buy candies from a man with a little cart on the pathway. Fred bid Jenny to sit with him a short while to look at the water. Jenny said very few words during this walk and smiled as she assented to sit on the little bench at the pond's bank. The little couple looked out into the water, watching small insects touch the water and forming ripples upon ripples. They were not looking at each other until Fred suddenly broke the silence, startling Jenny. Jenny, Uncle Scrooge has asked me to work for him in a position in his firm. What do you think of that? Jenny turned to Fred with surprised and incredulous eyes. Really? I mean, well, it will be your position... What do you think of it? I'm sure it won't pay much at first. It will be more, much more than I'm earning now. I'll be able to pay my debts sooner, and then I'll have to argue with my uncle for every pay rise. But it will still be a good start for us, and if it does well, my salary will be adequate for a small family. I'd expect to inherit the firm eventually. The firm has made Uncle Scrooge wealthy, and in time, well-managed, we could be too. Jenny could see that same doubt in Fred's eyes that was illuminated for his father. She pressed him. And yet, you have a doubt. Yes, yes, I do. I don't really like that business. It has been a wonderful experience learning the trade with Uncle Scrooge, but I never saw it as my trade. And, well, and... And what, my dearest, what is your doubt? Jenny said as she slightly pressed Fred's hands folded onto his lap. I'm not sure I like who I am when I work with him. I feel more mischievous when I'm with him, and by the end of the day with him I feel less joyful. At first, that mischievous feeling was a bit exciting and fun, but recently it seemed to make me feel darker. The games we play at the exchange, the negotiation and the competition with the other traders, the collection of money from poor people that can scarcely pay. I don't know if I can do it for the rest of my life. Jenny, now feeling free to share her heart's thoughts. You know, Freddy, my Freddy, I don't like the person you are on those weeks that you visit your uncle. I fear that his influence on you and the work that you do with him may be well suited for other men, even other good men, but not for you. I fear that for two reasons you should consider this very carefully. One, that some aspects of the work you do do not appeal to your better nature, but in fact appeal to your opposite, contrary nature. And two, that you do not take enough pleasure in the work, 
even though the work itself is a good and necessary service that can benefit men. Jenny paused. Ultimately, my dear Freddy, the choice is to be yours. I will support you in whichever path you take, as I trust that you will always find a way that honors yourself, your family, and your God. Fred looked into Jenny's eyes for a short eternity, rose from the bench and kissed her gently on the forehead. Smiling, he said, Thank you, my heart. I will consider your words carefully and tender my decision this Tuesday. The two of them walked through the park for a while longer before returning home. Two days later, Fred hesitated at the door of Scrooge and Marley's business. He cleared his throat a few times and won over in his mind the little speech that he had prepared and rehearsed in his room earlier that morning. Just as he was to grab the door handle, the door opened and swung past his nose. Fred checked his hand to be sure that it was not hit by the swinging door. A moment later, he realized that his Uncle Scrooge was glaring down at him, eyes beating over his glasses right into Freddy's heart. Well, I have had just about enough of your hesitation outside my door, Ebenezer barked. I come to fetch you from my threshold, for fear that you may be scaring my customers away. Come inside and have your little panic over there in the tank, until you are ready to speak with me. The uncle gestured to the front area where Marley's old desk stood. Ebenezer returned to his desk and began working on his books with no further comment. Fred, astonished and humiliated at the thought that his uncle had been aware of his hesitating presence at the door, decided to obey his uncle and stand by Marley's old desk to gather his nerve. After a few minutes, Fred spoke up. Um, Uncle Ebenezer? What? The uncle abruptly interrupted. Fred jumped and startled a bit and then continued. Uncle Ebenezer... I have made my decision concerning your offer. Go on, go on, the raspy voice bid him. Well, I are, uh, um, I have decided not to accept the position. I would rather continue my monthly tutelage until you find me a position in another firm that is more suited to my talents and temperament. Oh, you would, would you? Why? I do not believe that this firm, that this business, that this firm is the right one for me. I would like to continue in my father's firm a bit longer until we find another opportunity. The business of Scrooge and Marley, as fine as it is, is not a good one for me. I know your business and we know each other. We, I don't think we would be good as office mates. I prefer much, uh, this uncle and nephew situation. Besides, staying here only keeps me from one family business and puts me into another family business. I believe that it is better that I expand the family business network by working at another firm. Fred waited for a cutting remark, or snarl, or a huff, with the oft-heard humbug. But Ebenezer Scrooge puckered his lips squinted his eyes, and considered his nephew for a long moment, perhaps a full minute of silence.
Scrooge made a sort of moaning, then spoke. Hmm, so it seems that the boy has decided to make a man's decision. That perhaps for the first time in his life, he has decided not to just go along with the smooth path that has been laid before him by his kin. You have both my astonishment and admiration, boy. But, Fred took short breath and stood a bit straighter as to prepare for the coming storm. Scrooge spoke again. Tell me, Fred, what do you want? Wealth? Security? No, no, Uncle. I want to marry Jenny. I want love for and all of us family together. (laughs) You'll be in debt all your life. You'll be chasing ghosts and fantasies and never be sure of the future finances. I'll be rich in friendship and companionship. I'll seek justice, show mercy, and and walk humbly with the Lord. Ebenezer turned his face away from his nephew and looked into his ledger as Fred spoke his last few words. Another long pause followed as it seemed that both uncle and nephew needed to find their balance. Fred spoke first. Uncle, are we still friends? Do I I visit you? Scrooge was hurt. He did not know what the hurt was or where it came from. He only knew of the burning and churning in his guts that he always tried to keep out of his life was in it again. He was too hurt to look up from his books, but spoke in a voice much smaller than usual. Yes, nephew, all is as it was. You will visit me, as usual. I will find you another situation better suited to you. We will expand the family business network of your of different associates, as you suggest. Oh, thank you, uncle. And one more thing. Yes, what is it? I would recommend that you do find an assistant, a clerk that possesses all of the qualities that you yourself have stated that I possess and that you wish to have in this office. Uncle, find a clerk who is trustworthy, reliable, guileless, knows how and when to use his courage to speak his mind without disrespect or provoking other parties. Find a worker who is pleasant to all men in their coming and going. Fred saw a slight movement in Scrooge's lips. As they moved to one side as if saying he is listening, Fred continued, Yes, uncle, if you would take some advice from this young nephew, please find a good man to work with and accompany you in this firm. Good day, uncle. Fred turned slowly and began to walk to the door. When he grabbed the handle to open it, he could hear his uncle's small voice. Good afternoon, nephew. Fred continued out the door.